Welcome back to another edition of the Return the Picks podcast, where once again we're talking all things American football with a little dash of gambling involved as well as we build up to the biggest game of the year. Of course, Super Bowl 55 is just a few days away and there's no better game to put a few bets on because you can basically bet on anything. The color of the Gatorade the coach is going to be showered in, the longest penalty of the game, who's going to achieve what stats during the game, first touchdown scorer for both sides. We dive into all of that and, of course, break down a little bit about both of the two teams involved in Super Bowl 55. It is actually a game of football as well, not just a gambling event. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. It's Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs trying to repeat against Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, trying to once again prove that Tom Brady is still and always will be the GOAT number seven, perhaps coming for him in the Super Bowl. And, of course, Tampa Bay trying to get their first ring for their legendary head coach, Bruce Arians. Well, we decided to talk a little bit about that and a whole lot about a load of other topics with our guests that we had on our Super Bowl special preview. Uh, a man who perhaps knows Tom Brady that better than any of us do, which is quite easy to be honest, but Shane Vereen, former New England Patriots, Super Bowl winner, of course, as well with the New England Patriots, joined us for the third time this season to talk all about the big game, all about American football. And as I say, we got into a lot of stuff. So sit back, relax and enjoy the pod. <laughs> It's coming. Pass is picked off. He's going to go looking again, and it's picked off by Stephon Gilmore. Down on the right sideline. Into the end zone, and he's picked off. Back the other way. It sucks because, you know. Oh, anyway. Yeah, we've let's, talk some, let's talk some football, Shane. What do you reckon <laughs> about the Super Bowl then? Let's distract ourselves from this nonsense. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> um, let's see. Like, uh, there's a team. I, there's a team I want to win. There's a team that I think is going to win, and I think it's pretty. It's pretty cut and dry. Like, I would love to see. I would love to see Tampa win for Brady. Mm-hmm. I, I just want. I just want to see greatness. Like, I just want to see him do something that ten Super Bowls. And if he won seven of them, that's insane. <laughs> yeah, that is like absolutely insane. Yeah, it'll never happen uh, again. No, well, don't say that. You can't say that. Well, Patty could do it. Mahomes could do it, but he, he could do he, with he, winning this one to have a chance maybe. of doing it. I mean, you got to get them while you can because yeah. they don't necessarily come around that easy. No, not at all. And I don't know how long they're going to be able to keep that Kansas City Chiefs team together. So, exactly. Uh, yeah. You know, like they said, yeah, most teams they have you have like a three-year window um to really like, like do something and you know last year they really took advantage of it this year then hopefully they can uh, they can do it again next year because i like you know like the underdog story and all that's cool but like i really like seeing um like guys win and keep winning and continue to win like that's more impressive to me than an underdog team um just winning one like getting that one win um, when you can do it consistently over and over and over again, when you're getting everybody's best shot yeah. uh, and just continuing to beat them. I, that's, 
that speaks volumes. It's almost like you played for the Patriots. It's weird that you would think like that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where I get that. Not, uh, not Atlanta. I know that one. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I had to. Oh, he got that in early as well. Yeah, he he got that one in real early. So that. it goes. So it goes. You know. What are they doing down there? They, they fired Quinn, right? Yeah, Arthur uh, about Smith. Time. Arthur Smith's a new, Smith, new head coach. He was the offensive coordinator at Tennessee. Okay. Um, oh, yes, yes, yes. That's right. So, uh, yeah, very uninspiring name. I think it's yeah. going to take a while for people to, like, remember his name because it's just really boring. But, um, yeah. yeah, he's all right. I can't remember the name off the top of my head of the uh, the GM that we've got. I'm more excited about him because he was... Oh, the guy from the Saints. Yeah, he was in charge of this Saints uh, oh. scouting for, like, five years. And they yeah. obviously had some really good draft classes in that time, so yeah. I'm I'm more excited about him than Arthur Smith. Terry but, Terry know, Fontenot, Fontenot. That's it. Say it again. Okay. That's probably why I didn't want to like say it because I couldn't. My head was like, you can't say that. Terry, <laughs> so it just forgot it. Terry Fontenot, apparently. Just Fontenot. Oh, okay. okay, cool. I'll wait till an American says it, and then I'll uh, maybe <laughs> follow that. I didn't even understand what he said. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you wholeheartedly, by the way, Sean. I'd love to see Tom win it this weekend. Yeah. And I, I think the same as you. My brain says the Chiefs to win it, but my heart says the, the Bucks. Yeah. And I could really see the Bucks doing it, much like the, the Giants at the Patriots in that 2007 season with a really strong pass rush and yeah. trying to really limit their big plays. But it's hard to do against that, just athletes everywhere. Uh, yeah, it's going to be really hard. And I know that two weeks rest for for... Young Mahomes is going to be uh, scary. Yeah. yeah. You could tell he was pretty banged up there the last couple of weeks of the season. Yeah. Uh, and that Bills out. game, there was a couple of moments where he was still like not moving that freely still because they were talking about the turf toe that he had and everything. And mm-hmm. But then you give Tom Brady two weeks with his TB12 program. To mentally and prepare, yeah. All that kale. I mean, you know, <laughs> becomes a superhuman <laughs> with that. Those super smoothies. <laughs> Yeah, where I think what I think is gonna, I think the Bucks jump out to an early lead, and then I think the Chiefs settle down because for me it's like it's it's inter- it's gonna be interesting for me to watch, especially Tampa Bay because Brady, Gronk, and JPP have Super Bowl and a lot of playoff experience. Nobody really else on that team has that experience. On the other side, Kansas City all those guys have experience and all those guys have experience in winning. Mm. So um, I think eventually that's going to take over plus the confidence. So that confidence plus the confidence of when they played earlier this year and Kansas city was able to beat them and Tyreek Hill went bananas. Um, The only thing with that game though, is that although he went bananas after the first quarter, it all kind of settled down for the chiefs. So the argument could be made. I'm really trying to make it to convince myself that the Bucks D figured them out a bit more. So they understand how to try and limit those big gains and big plays. And you, if you look at the, the San Fran Super Bowl from last year, if the 49ers had kept scoring points in the fourth quarter, they'd been fine. But because they stopped, that was the trouble. And who loves to score points in the fourth quarter? Tom Brady. Right. Yeah. No, I definitely see it. Um, I hope, but I just... Yeah. Oh, the brain gets a hold of you, yeah. Yeah, until somebody beats Mahomes, I can't say that like betting against them is a good bet, you know. Like, yeah. 
on the flip side, betting against Tom Brady is not a good bet either. Oh. You know, who would have thought that they would have <laughs> went to Lambeau and beat that Packers team? That was ridiculous. And through any threw three picks in that game too. Yeah, yeah. should have been, should have been four, but um, the guy, but the safety dropped it and then let the touchdown go right before the halftime. That killed him. Yeah, also, absolutely. That green, that green. I don't know what Green Bay was doing, and then. Of course, you guys, I'm sure you guys have talked about the the field goal decision. Oh, yeah. Hey, what was your take so on that? Dumb. Yeah. Dumb. Well, why why do it? I just don't. <laughs> get, I don't get it from any angle, and I haven't heard any like pundit or like podcast that I listen to about American football give me a reason why that's a good idea. So, like, I really don't get it. Yeah, I, I don't get it. I, when I was watching, I was extremely confused because I was yeah. like, okay. Cause then they kicked it deep. They didn't even go for an onside kick. Yeah. No. So, I, so they I just, still had to score. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. what the Nothing fuck? Changed. They still had to have a touchdown. If, they, <laughs> yeah. if they'd missed the fourth down, the Bucks have it on the eight yard line. Right. So now you give them the ball with good field position and yeah. you're up five. Like I don't. Yeah. It makes zero it, sense. It, none of that makes sense. I guess I did hear somebody say like statistically, um, you can make the argument that that was the better decision. I'm like, yeah, that's fine and all, but you have Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback. I, I think. Yeah, and you've got Tom Brady on the other side, who's like the best two-minute drill quarterback ever. Like, yeah. what the fuck are you doing? Uh, uh, <laughs> so, talk about so statistically. Crazy. I'm sure I saw a stat where if you looked at the history of the NFL and the teams that have been down by eight points, but had well, eight before to eight points at that point of the game, on that yardage and that down. I think of the 150 times it happened on fourth down, only three of them had kicked it, including that one from Green Bay. So wow. basically never everyone ever does that because it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah. They were driving. They had the defense on their heels. Yep. I, it just, the momentum. Or just could have run on that third down. He could have got another few, three, four yards. If he hadn't have dove, Devin White was probably going to smash him. But if he just got down, it's three more yards. You're closer. You can try and rush in or not. You yeah. It's up a lot more. Yeah, absolutely. I didn't, I didn't understand that. And it's going to be interesting to see where Rodgers lands next year. I would be very, very surprised if he's still in Green Bay. Really? You're you convinced he's leaving? That's a good take. I am. I'm convinced he's leaving. Okay. Why? Yeah. Why do you say that? It seems though? like the Rams. Uh, the Rams made a play for him, didn't they? I th- the Rams might have tried, but um, some. I know one of my friends is a Vikings fan, so he was hoping that because uh, <laughs> the Vikings are trying to trade Cousins, and so they think I'm like Aaron Rodgers. Not going to the what he's going to do with Brett Favre? Oh, that would <laughs> be hilarious. It's already that. weird enough, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that their careers are fairly similar. Yeah. Um, but I don't, I don't see Aaron Rodgers coming back to the Green Bay. Just the the presser after the game, he did. I mean, I understand he was pissed about the loss and stuff, but since then, I just haven't. He hasn't seemed like, you know, I'm Green Bay till I die type. You know, like yeah, he's just been like kind of silent about it, and, and he kind of threw um, Matt LaFleur into the bus. Yeah, yeah. Uh, after the game a little bit and if you're thinking yeah. about coming back that's usually not a smart thing to do uh, so i yeah i don't i don't see it the rams are gonna be good though i think yeah i think stafford makes a huge improvement to that passing game absolutely absolutely and i hope it works because they gave up they gave up a lot um 
Worth it, worth every penny though up. if Stafford worth every penny to get rid of Stafford's uh, no get rid of Goff's contract was a thing. Yeah, which was smart. Yeah, was, I mean, really smart because now you can put more more keys around. I think they need a. I think they need like one or two more receivers. Yeah, yeah, I totally uh, agree. They don't have a number one. Yeah, Woods is, is one and a half is what I said about Robert Woods and Cooper Cup is the one and a half, but he's just not healthy enough. Yeah, yeah, Robert Woods. I mean, Robert Woods is a fair, would be like one of the best number two receivers in the league. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I don't think that's a bad thing. I mean, I think we talked about that before, like being a number one, like look at Juju. Like he's, he's the number one receiver now. And he, ever since Antonio Brown left, he hasn't gone over a hundred yards in a game. Yeah. Mm. You know, like it's not like you can still get paid and be a number two receiver. It's fine. You know, everything comes with it. You'll win more games. You'll score. You'll have better stats. You'll all the stuff that you want, you don't have to be like the number one receiver, um, you know, which is, which is probably one of the only positions where you don't have to be um, like the guy to really like perform. That's well. true. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's like Calvin, Calvin Ridley in Atlanta. I mean, if he was the number one guy, he'd get covered more, but he's got Julio Jones on the other side that gives him a lot of separation. So he looks like the number one guy this year, but that's probably sure. because of the you know single coverage he gets because everyone's looking at Julio. I mean, there's yeah. a there's a lot of guys like that in the league that will play off that either that slot position with um, uh, oh God, what's his name? The guy in uh, Buffalo, Diggs and Beasley. Beasley, yeah, Beasley, Beasley, Cole Beasley. Beasley gets a lot of plays off the fact that Stefan Diggs is now being double covered all the time and running the guys off deep, so there's more space underneath. That's kind of what the Rams need as well. I think we spoke about it last time we spoke to you in week five about Brandon Cooks. They miss Brandon yeah. Cooks. And as yeah. soon as we spoke to you, Brandon Cooks started going off a bit for the Houston Texans. Yeah. Like a good yeah. luck charm for him. Yeah. It's like, where's Brandon Cooks? Oh, there he is. All right, there we go. <laughs> and then he disappeared again. Yeah, yeah. Then he you know, got, yeah, away got again. injured probably. But everybody, everybody disappears in Houston. Like, everyone's leaving. So <laughs> That's true. It's a ghost ship around there. Oh, it's bad. I don't know if anybody wants to go there right now. No. I mean, I also, the, the 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 coach they hired, David Cully, was the the funny thing with him was he was the wide receivers coach of the Chiefs the year that the Chiefs receivers didn't have a touchdown. Yeah. And he was the passing game coordinator for the Ravens last year that was really not very good. <laughs> yeah. How did he get that job? I really don't know. He, he did really up. well. Yeah, you fail upwards in America. That's how you get to the <laughs> well, well, in the Texans organization. It doesn't, doesn't get anywhere, does he? It's just ridiculous. That makes no sense. The enemy doesn't make any sense to me. No. But, you know, I don't know. I think, but to be honest, I think there's some jobs that are that you might not necessarily want. Um, yeah. Even if you're going to be a head coach, <laughs> doesn't mean it's... Yeah, this, this might not be for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll I, stay I, here with Patty and win all these Super Bowls, and then you know, eventually. I would say just take over Andy Reid. Stay there, keep yeah. working with him, keep working with him. Take over Andy Reid. That's what I would do if I was Eric the enemy. Yeah. Well, why not? Why not? They respect and they love him out there. So absolutely. You know, and Mahomes is probably if as long as he stays healthy, he's going to be playing for probably like the next fifteen years. So. Mm. I mean, good lord, yeah. 15 years. <laughs> it's weird to go from like Alex Smith, the perennial almost guy, to the guy. And it just changes how you look at that franchise's future completely now, especially when, you know, a lot of the quality in this team is 
a team that they've built through drafting and smart free agency purchases for maybe not much money and things like that. And you compare yeah. it to the Bucks team, which is like the all-star team of everybody on the pylon with Brady compared to the Chiefs, which is the long, slow growing process of getting to this team. And yeah. it's hard to argue which one's more unstoppable, to be honest, because the Bucks, you think, I don't know about you guys, but the Bucks, I think if they get everything going really well, they can be just as unstoppable as the Chiefs. They just haven't had the yeah. growing time that the Chiefs have had. But the Chiefs are also right. in sync already that it's like, well, we're just good to go yeah. from midway through the first, maybe the second quarter in every single playoff game. You know, they still take a little bit of time to get into these ones. They fall behind a bit and then they get going again. Well, Brady in the divisional round looks like as good as he's ever looked. Yeah. So like, I mean... If he can play like that, then he can definitely just keep up with Mahomes. It could just, it'll just be whoever's got the ball last. Right. So he doesn't have, he's just not limited. Like, I, when we started this season, I just assumed that he would be because the way he finished with the Patriots. Mm. And it just didn't, he's just got better and better. And now he looks like he's closer to 2007 Tom Brady than a 43 year old quarterback who should be on his way out. It's like, it's wild. Yeah, that defense is gonna be is gonna be. I mean, I think I think what's he, what's making me hesitant about the Bucks is just their inconsistencies throughout the year. Yeah, uh, yeah. The beginning of the year, they, their defense and they look they look pretty good. Middle of the year, they look pretty bad, and then they picked it up and stuff like that. Um, Even in the Green Bay game, Shane, on that point, like they were up and down, like yeah. the whole time. You know, it looked like they were shutting Rogers down. They got like five sacks. They're getting crazy pressure. The coverage was really good as well. And then suddenly the kind of levy broke, like the Chiefs can do. That offense in Green Bay is similar, kind of like high-powered. And then they score like three touchdowns unanswered. So I don't know. It just depends who shows up, doesn't it? Yeah, and it's the and and that as as talented as that receiver core is, like they they had a lot of drops, it felt like in the NFC championship. Granted, you can call it whatever you want, but you can't. You can't throw three interceptions against Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl and expect not to be looking at 40 to whatever you have. Yeah. <laughs> and it's going to go crazy if they do that. Well, the other, um, the other thing is that Chiefs D against Buffalo, which has been such an exciting offense to play against, they were they were so good at getting pressure from so many different places, you know, bringing DBs in in outside blitzes and getting pressure up the middle. And, and you know, Josh Allen's a very different animal to Tom Brady. He's, he's very raw still. And, Slightly. And, yeah. and, and in the big yeah. moments, he, you know, he still seems to struggle with that composure. But he, he still didn't have much time a lot of the time that he dropped back to even think about settling himself and getting his head refocused again and, and looking downfield, which was kind of what the Bills did all year. I mean, the Chiefs defense got got the pressure time perfection in most of that game. Yeah. And, and, and the problem that Buffalo ran into is they weren't able to run the ball. Uh, yeah. Mm. That, yeah. Yeah. They need a running back. So bad. That was same all year. Yeah. Which the, which the Bucks had two good backs, um, whether, you know, so that's, that's going to play a part too. I don't see Kansas city calling the same game defensively um, that, the, that they did, you know, against Josh Allen. Typically, when you go against a quarterback like Brady, you have you have defensive calls that you haven't that you haven't shown all year. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I I would be surprised if I because Spagnola, the defensive coordinator for the Chiefs, he um, especially on third down, he loves single pre- single uh, single coverage and brings pressure. 
it's going to be interesting to watch how and when he decides to do that because you can't leave can't leave Evans and and Goodwin one on one like more like for yeah. multiple times a game. That's yeah. just not smart, um, especially with no safety cover. There's no safety help over the top. So I think it's going to be interesting to watch how um, how the game is called on both sides of the ball. Um, just in that just in that sense, because you're not going to be able to do the things that you've been doing, um, whether you've been doing them well or not. Um, more typically, the things that you've been doing well, you can't always lean your hat on those things when you get when you play a quarterback like Tom Brady and when you get to a game like the Super Bowl. It's yeah. just, you know, things even out and you get burned. And when you get when you give up big plays in the Super Bowl, it's extremely hard to come back from them. You know, so limiting those big plays, but I don't know a person on this planet that can cover Tiger Kill for four quarters. So I, <laughs> I <laughs> No, I think I think Prime Dion Sanders could have done it, but that's about Maybe. it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's about it. That's about it. Yeah, you think about it. That, that's probably it. Um, yeah, I don't know how I don't know how you bottle that up for for four quarters. I mean, uh, San Francisco did as good of a job as you could have done last year, and then even even still, what was it, third and thirteen? Yeah, he yeah. finds that twenty five yard gain. Yeah. yeah, and then there you go. Dam is broken, and now we're now we're just scrambling trying to get a stop. And they tried something similar on the interception that Mahomes threw not long before that wasp pass or whatever, where Hill got into a similar pocket of space and the linebacker, I think, just read it perfectly and jumped the yeah. ball at the perfect perfect time to take it and kind of kill off that drive. But it was something that, if in doubt, the Chiefs know they can just keep looking to that because he's got the space to get to those bits of space where he can have five yards of separation from basically anybody and makes it a free window exactly exactly and i don't know so you can't play it so like you don't want to play too much zone against patch mahomes because he'll pick you apart right um or he'll use his legs you don't want to play too much man because there's going to be a lot of single coverage so we so we double tyreek uh then we have mccall hardman and travis kelsey yeah to deal with so let's let's double two of those guys and now mccall hardman Who's the other receiver? Sammy Watkins, if he's healthy. And Demarcus Robinson. If he's, not, if he's not got, got COVID so from many. his haircut, yeah. <laughs> yeah, whoever, like, whoever's going to be – whoever's left to guard them one-on-one isn't as good as they are. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's going to – like that's kind of the – that's kind of the, um, the back and forth I'm going to be looking for is like how are they matching, uh, matching players up defensively and offensively. Um, and, yeah – Shame when all the, different. when all the dust settles on these kind of you know trips to Super Bowls and stuff like that, I don't know. In, you always imagine that the teams stay obviously super close together, every, almost every single year. You think because you play for a whole year with guys and everything like that, but but does it fall apart? Kind of those relationships a little bit from you know once the full time whistle goes in a Super Bowl you have the celebrations you know is there like a, a you know a big Super Bowl WhatsApp group that people are all a part of and stuff like that I mean <laughs> you know like does it all stay as together as we see you know with the big players will obviously all stay in contact and sometimes you naive not naively uh pessimistically pessimistically assume that it's maybe for like you know oh, I'm gonna stay with him because then two brands can join together and all that kind of stuff but is it right. still like you know, like a high school reunion type thing at any time or anything like that or what? 
I mean, there's there's so much movement after seasons now for guys moving to different teams, whether it's contract or trade or whatever it may be. Um, that like you you stay close with the guys that you were close with. Mm. Um, but I mean, especially after a long season like this, going all the way to the Super Bowl for like the next month after we celebrate and have a good time, I don't want to see any of you for like a month. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> like I've been seeing you guys every single day for the last eight months of my life. I'm like we, we could take a month off. Take still, a break. Yeah. And still be friends, you know? <laughs> uh, and plus it's off season. So everybody goes their separate ways and, you know, trains wherever, wherever it may be. Um, so there's a little bit, but, you know, I think, to, to your point, Ollie, I think it's more or less the movement of players during offseason that really kind of disrupts that because rarely do you see a team that's together for, like, three years. Yeah. You know, two, like, in recent, it's been, like, two years is the max, and then there's, like, a lot of shifting and changing going on. But that, that's uh, why, like, you wonder because it's – I was going to say, it seems sad that like, you go through, you know, a full season together, even if it's, you know, not to get to a Super Bowl or anything, you know, you, you play a full season of, of, you know, hard teamwork where everybody's getting bashed around the place and you're going through more physically in your bodies than you will ever do perhaps in any other period of your life. And then it all just yeah. disrupts and, and falls apart and kind of is fallen by the wayside. And, you know, friendships that will maybe just like a day-to-day friendships kind of get lost and and you drift away yeah. and drift apart kind of thing. I just wonder if that's like a, almost a sad element of the game in that sense. Cause you know, it is. yeah, it is, it is. And that, yeah. And that's why I think more guys are paying attention to um, the front offices of, of these organizations, you know, are they typical front office to where they like to treat everybody fairly and keep a team together? Um, because there are teams that are good at doing that. Um, but it's, more or less, more likely than not, it's out of the players' hands. Yeah, yeah. you know, um, like when I left, uh, when I left New England, I remember calling Bill, Coach Bill and Belichick and telling them I wanted to stay. You know, but contract-wise, they just couldn't make it happen. Yeah, um, and, and then I had to make a business decision for myself and my family. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so that kind of, that's unfortunate, and that gets in the way of it. I mean, you know. And it all depends, like, you know, as a running back, I have a window of time, you know, um, yeah. Yeah. to really, to really get a, a, a good, a good contract. Um, it's not like, like, you know, other positions you can play for 10, 12, 15 years. So it's not, so it's not as like urgent to get that contract. Right. Um, so that, that factors into it. Um, you know, and salary caps and all that type of stuff. But at the end of the day, if a team wants you there, they'll clear the space on the salary cap to keep you there. Yeah. Um, but in order to do that, you have to clear the space and you have to get rid of some key guys. Um, so it's, you know, that, but that is also what makes the game good, in my opinion, because it, it evens the feel. Like every year, each team typically, like percentage-wise, each team has the same opportunity to win the Super Bowl based off of how the salary cap is run, based off of the amount of money that teams have to spend. Um, you know, it's not like baseball and basketball where there's not really, like there's a salary cap, but you just pay a tax if you go over. Football, you know, like you're cut off and that's what it is. So they do that to try and even, to try and even it out. Um, and in order to do that, you kind of have to break teams apart, um, especially the good ones. 
Yeah, I mean, this time yeah. last year, we're not talking about the Bills and the Bucks being in AFC and NFC Championship <laughs> games. You know, I mean, maybe the uh, Bills, there's a chance they take the division at this point. And even then, people were still thinking the Patriots might have it. And the Bucks with yeah. Jameis and everything. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it's yeah. what makes it enjoyable. It just, yeah, I don't know. I, I love as like the kind of sporting romantic side of it of the, yeah, no, we all get up together and we go up to like Randy's wing bar and we have some drinks and we reminisce about the season and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, so, yeah. I no, that does happen. I mean, it does happen. Um, probably not at, re maybe at some restaurants, but um, like uh, I just saw uh, Julian Edelman a couple, a couple weeks ago. He came to call, he was going skiing oh, cool. and um, we went, we went and had lunch and stuff like that for a little bit. And, so like that stuff, that stuff does happen, but like I said, it's with the guys that you were probably closest with, and yeah. throughout the season, you you keep in contact with them and just you know keep just keep tabs on each other. Um, yeah, yeah, it just depends on yeah. So I mean, it's a uh, it's sad. <laughs> it is it is yeah, sad, yeah. and you do and you do miss those guys like a lot. Um, but if you do your due diligence to like keep up with them, then it works. It's wow. fine. What's it like, uh, Shane? What's it like? They're not going to get the chance to do it this year, I'm guessing. There won't be any like proper parties afterwards like they would normally have. Oh, I but like, yeah. What's it like? Well, like when you won, and like you know, other years you're talking to other players and stuff. Is it? Do people just want to be with their families after the game, or do they go and get really drunk, or is everybody just too knackered? I don't really know what players do after. Well. It depends if you win or lose. Oh yeah, okay. No yeah. win. win. Always win. win. Always I'm talking win. about win. Yeah. win. All right. If you lose, you don't want any part of a party. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, just, yeah, that yeah. is a yeah. sad, sad party. I'm not having that. Yeah. Uh, winners. You, yeah. So uh, <laughs> typically, not this year, obviously, but typically, like you know, the teams will have their respective after party um, parties or after game parties. Excuse me. Um, like post Super Bowl parties, where they'll have like performances. Um, and that setting is fun because like, yeah, it's your, it's your family and all the other players, families, and there's good music and food and drinks and, and you party until like four in the morning if you want to. Right. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, I mean, you want to be with your family. I think you're with your family probably for like a little bit. And then a lot of guys, depending on the city might go out um to like a bar or club or something like that but um each team usually has a um a fun like like we had who do we have perform for us we had there was like five performers we had like a country singer that i don't i don't remember his name uh then we had like rick ross we had flow rider we had pitbull oh we had um there's one other guy too that was like the main at the end but yeah but so we just so everybody just kind of hung out there and got trashed um and then the next morning the next morning you you drag yourself to the plane and, and then you go back and then you have the parade so i thought performances is going to be like small things not like major headline worldwide acts that's that's insane yeah. What no, if you lose? What if you lose then? What do those acts do? Because they're booked for the night. Still there. Right? <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's like, just maybe the worst crowd. gig of their life. It's just a very different crowd. Yeah. I've just go out and just bomb. I'm not gonna go and watch Pitbull if I just lost a Super Bowl. I'm <laughs> no. sorry. I'm going no. home. Like yeah. I'll see you guys. Uh, Mr. I'll see you guys at training camp. Feel good about it. 
Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, yeah, I've wow. been a part of both. Um, <laughs> when we lost, there was, I mean, some guys just because there's a team playing back, but like if you lose, you're like, I'm out of here. I don't want to go. No. Somewhere mm-hmm. tropical. Sit in a dark um, room or something. Yeah. When you win, it's a lot more fun because everybody goes back together. Everybody hangs out for like the three, four days before the parade starts. So in that time, you're you're all together going out to dinners, going out in the town and, and really, really living it up. When did that happen after the win in Arizona, though? Because I'd, I'd never been into a Super Bowl locker room post game, but I'd you know seen videos and all that kind of stuff. And I went in there yeah. and the Patriots locker room after that game was not somber. You know, there were high fives and people were happy and stuff, but it wasn't like wild. I mean, the Chiefs last year going in there, it was, you know, club dub and then some. It was insane. People were going off the walls. There were cigars being lit all over the place. And after your win, I I spoke to some people that have been in post-game locker rooms at Super Bowls before. And everyone was like, yeah, that was really kind of weirdly chilled out. Very Belichick way, as in, yeah, we did our job. Our job was to win the game. We won the game. But like, when does the, like, were you guys holding it in before leaving the locker room? And then you go and like, yeah, okay, now we can let loose or what? Yeah, it's because, especially when um, there's a bunch of reporters and stuff in there. Um, Stealing jerseys and stuff. Yeah. 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 Right. Uh, So what did we do? So I guess after the game, you're on the field for, for a little bit. Um, and then we went to the locker room. Some guys had already left. Some guys were still tripling it off the field. So maybe that's why. Maybe you caught it during like a weird time. But I know as soon as we got on the bus, it was we were we were going. Uh, we were going. sweet. Damn it. And then that lasted for like a month. <laughs> <laughs> that's a long bus ride, man. Yeah, Damn. That, yeah, that was that was that was an eventful month in my life. I will I will definitely say. Do you remember? How much it, or... you, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember most parts. That's I good. Remember, I remember the big stuff. Because uh, let's see, yeah, because we went back to Boston, so I was out there until the parade, and then the parade was so much fun, and then. Uh, a couple of days after the parade, um, I went to LA because that's where I'm from and that's uh, where I usually do my workouts. But that whole first month, uh, I was just meeting up with teammates and stuff like that. And we were just having the time of our lives pretty much. Nice. That's um, awesome. Man. Yeah. And then eventually you have to be like, oh man, there's another season coming. Maybe I should stop drinking at night. I've put on 20 pounds. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, I have I to play full back, you know. Yeah. 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 Decisions yeah. need to be made. Yeah. But no, there's definitely, I would say like, there's like the group of guys that hang out in the off season in LA. There's like the group of guys that hang out in Florida. And there's like the Texas. Those are, I would say those are like the three biggest states where guys in Arizona four big states where guys like uh, move for the off season. Um, but typically also in the off season, everyone's traveling around. So I might be training in, in Texas, but I'll be in LA or Miami for the weekend for a long weekend. And then I'll go for train and then I'll go fly somewhere else, you know, just meeting up with, like I said, meeting up with teammates and friends and, and stuff like that. Nice. That's what I want to hear. Meeting up with the teammates after the game, like three, four months later, you know, having a beer and reminiscing, kind of cheesy, like reminiscing over college days again, kind of thing and stuff like that. 
Oh yeah, there's all all of that. Uh, yeah, especially after a good season. Whether the season ends in a Super Bowl victory or not, after a good season, typically you'll see you'll see guys. Yeah, nice man. And it's fun. It's a good time. What about the <laughs> what about the build up to a Super Bowl? Are, are, are you doing anything this year? Actually, are you kind of one of the guys that's doing a lot of Zoom calls and stuff for getting the e e game stuff out? No, uh, well, yeah, with with our with ESTV, we are we're doing, we're we're having a Madden tournament that's leading up to the Super Bowl um, with the NFL Alumni Association. But uh, this year, I'm really not doing much at all, to be honest with you, nothing. And I'm I'm kind of okay with it because kind of over like the Zoom shows that like did you watch like the Pro Bowl like uh, it was yeah. uh, like I I would have rather them just not have it. Yeah, yeah. It just, That's I don't know. It just didn't seem like real fun, and I'm kind of like over like the the Zoom TV shows and stuff yeah. like that. I mean, I think it's, I think everybody is, to be honest. Yeah. Well, what they should have done for the Pro Bowl is had every Pro Bowl player play themselves, so they allowed Madden to have so the center plays as the center, so they have to block everyone, and then right. you find out who does and doesn't play Madden, and then as you would do to the eight year old Korean kids, make them feel terrible. You just have that. <laughs> But they're all sort of, if one person misses a block, you'd have all kind of uh, 20 players or 21 players just having a go at them. It would be <laughs> the level of trash talk on that would have been fine and that would have carried over a bit better. But having just the four they did was just. Yeah. Waste and of then, time. like, and everyone's talking over each other and everyone's screaming and it's just muffled yeah. sound and it's, it's kind of, it's kind of messy. Um, yeah. So I hope that this is the last year where, you know, where we. Yeah, I think we've all found that outside of like even doing this pod, you know, like four is really kind of the limit. Yeah, like maybe you can like I've played poker with some of my friends from uh, back home and um, you can have like six or something doing that. But you're kind of doing something if you're just sitting talking. You just yeah. you can't have it more than a few people because it just does. You just all talk over each other and it's just awkward. It's really. It's just yeah. weird. It's like my family's Zoom calls that we have, like for Thanksgiving and Christmas and stuff like that, where there's like 15 people and everybody's talking at the same time. Oh. And nobody can hear. Oh my goodness gracious! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Especially when you have like older grandparents who can't really hear that well, anyway. Yeah, and they're going like this with the yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shane, Shane, are you there? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm like, no, I can hear you. Back up. Yeah, Grandma, I can see your nostrils. Thank you. So much. <laughs> but that's why I've got no interest in any of this, like, you know, Super Bowl build-up press conferences and things like that. I know a couple of people that have been on these, I guess, the media night, opening night that they kind of had over Zoom and stuff. And it just, yeah. it just sounded you know it takes away all the excitement and the thrill of getting involved in the kind of the scrums of trying to talk to people and chatting with people just randomly in the crowd and things like that you just everybody's waiting their turn to ask a question on a zoom call as if you're doing it like a family reunion that's crap over thanksgiving but it's the super bowl it just removes the hype away so much it feels such like a quiet build-up to sunday to be honest yeah yeah no yeah make a good point like Obviously, I'm not on either team right now experiencing this, but, like, the build-up was one of my favorite parts of it, you know, just seeing, just really experiencing how big the, the, the game really is, mm -hmm. um, like, how many different countries send reporters to 
to to interview you and you know just you just feel the atmosphere um even before even before the kickoff you know and i think they're gonna that's definitely not gonna be the same and they, they've probably lost a good percentage of that feeling um which is unfortunate you know but um that was like yeah that was like some of my favorite stuff was um what going down to like the little Super Bowl village and just seeing how many people were there wearing different jerseys and just how excited and, yeah. and all the talk all week and hmm. you know like the amount of money, the amount of people that come to one city is just it's like for Super Bowl is just insane and you feel it when you're a player you see it and that's I don't know that's kind of cool like it, it makes it you know makes it more special and and uh you know, you kind of get, you kind of get like all nervous and butterflies and stuff like that. And like a week before the game even goes. So uh, that's unfortunate for the guys, especially for the ones that it's their first Super Bowl and they have to experience it like this, you know? Yeah. God, if you don't get back there again, exactly. and that's your only experience, that's a shame, isn't it? Speaking yeah. of that, how do you reckon it's going to affect the Bucks and the Chiefs considering it's a Bucks home Super Bowl? So they've been sleeping in their own beds the entire time, not having to go to a hotel and the yeah. Chiefs are only traveling on the Saturday, I think it is, rather than having the whole week there. Yeah. Do you think that sets both teams up to be better prepared and, and less disruption? Yeah, I do. I, I mean, it, it'll be more. It'll be like a normal week, which, which is, um, which is calming. Um, but I liked the the difference. difference. Yeah, yeah. Like it, it meant special. It felt special, and so it like meant more to me. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't think it's going to take away. I don't think it's going to have too much an effect on the, on like the game itself and how the guys play, but it would have been cool to see like a home team at their home stadium. Yeah. yeah. With fans and everything like that. Yeah. It would have been cool to see what that was like, um, for a Super Bowl. Um, but maybe, maybe we'll get it. I don't well, know. the rounds are going next year, haven't they? <laughs> yeah. So. yeah. I think so. Right. I think they have it next year. I think the Rams yeah, are going to go next, so year. next year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Matt Stafford be, can make a run for it. Yeah, it was supposed to be this year, right, in LA, but then they moved it because of COVID to Tampa. So I think, yeah, so I think um, next year is going to, yeah. Yeah. The other thing as well, without having all the build-up and stuff, is, you know, on media screens at the moment, you're only seeing, you know, Gronk, Brady, you know, the big guys. Whereas actually in some of the funnest things to do as part of the media and some of the best stories that come out are the stories from the smaller tables around the team. You know, you have, I had a great mm -hmm. chat with like Patrick Chung in the build up to the Super Bowl in Arizona. And he was just on a table of like five DVs who no one was talking to. And it's like, yeah. actually that's a really fun guy to talk to. He knows a lot about this defense. He's kind of in integrated into Patriots was a really friendly chatty bloke. Like he was a good guy to have a, have a yeah. natter with. And those guys kind of yeah. miss out on, on having that experience as well a little bit because they're kind of always a little bit in the shadows anyway to the to the big names on a team and even more so now when it's just on a zoom call yeah that's a good point yeah it's gonna yeah it's gonna take away a lot from it and um you know most cities are gonna, like, most cities want the super bowl there because of just because of how much it brings you yeah know, brings to the city money wise and tampa's probably gonna not make as much i mean they've been open so i don't really know if they were in dire need as it's like other smaller cities were but um there's definitely going to be like that that stuff outside of the game that's pretty cool that um you know because right after the game i think the team planes are going back well i guess be the chiefs planes going right back and there won't be any you know post parade and stuff 
Yeah, they might still have a parade, but I mean, I don't know. How you limit that, I don't know. But the, the, the morning after press conference at the hotel, which the poor coaches have to do at like 9 a.m. after the, <laughs> the night, uh, the morning after they've won the Super Bowl, and they have to get dragged down yeah. in front of the media with like a fat hangover, and you know, they've probably not slept that much <laughs> at all and everything. And they st- they're probably quite relieved right. that that won't be going down, whoever ends up winning it. But yeah, it's, yeah. it's odd, man. It's really odd, this build up. At least we're getting a Super Bowl, though, right? Like, I did time. not, I did not think we were going to get one. So, yeah, yeah like you said, it was on time. That was yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Mm. There were some touch and go bits, but they managed to switch things around at the last minute, and then it all worked. Yeah, yeah, and I'm glad that like there haven't been other than like the barber in Kansas City, but it, <laughs> that would suck if like COVID kept guys out of it. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll just take the Colin Cowherd idea of the game gets delayed until Patrick Mahomes is able to play, right? That was the thing he was floating out with his injury before the championship game. What a what a ridiculous yeah, thing, man. <laughs> yeah, it's like when he got when he got that concussion, I was like, Okay, if he wasn't Patrick Mahomes, he probably wouldn't be playing in the AFC championship game. Yeah. But yeah. He's gonna play. There's an NFL doctor that's been told to tell Patrick that he's okay to play. Don't worry about it. Just say. Yeah. <laughs> or it turns out he went to Epstein's Island. That's what happens. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> no, yes. that's too much. Uh, no, just just around enough. Just around enough. You've been saving saving that rep for something, haven't you? Jazzy, what do you got there drinking? I got some uh, Don Julio Anejo. Okay. It took me ages because I couldn't find any ice, so I had to chop it off the freezer. You know, a freezer gets over frozen <laughs> to cut it off that. So that's that ice. That's bleak. They're very bleak, but I did some have ice, bro. I thought we had some. I really thought we had some. Turns out in two freezers, no ice. Come on, Jazzy. Ice. I had peas, I had blueberries, could put some frozen blueberries in there, but not sure if we'd do the right thing for it. That's so weird. Don't put blueberries in your tequila. That's what I thought too. I I bet you never thought you'd have to say that, (laughs) Shay. I mean, if you would have done it, I would have been like, ooh, is that something new? But (laughs) Damn, you British are taking tequila to the next level. Try it. Try it and let me know how it goes. Oh, maybe later. I'll give it a shot and I'll I'll give you a I'll hit you up and let you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> should we uh, should we hit some of these bets then? Well, I yeah. I got to do. I, there's two things I want to ask you quickly, Shane. Before we get into bets, okay. very firstly, were you drinking tequila when you did the talk sport hit earlier today? <laughs> no, but Will gave me a lot of shit for it because he was like, "I like tequila too, mate," and I was like, <laughs> "Bro, <laughs> like I didn't, I didn't know. That's my that's my fault." Uh, but no, I wasn't. That was early. And I stopped drinking before 9 a.m. So oh, that's a uh, smart move. Yeah. Smart. <laughs> smart. Yeah. So, uh, so, uh, but it was good. It was good. Uh, the, do you guys live? Do you guys live close to each other at all? Not really. He's you, more you central London, do. whereas I'm about what 30 kilometers, at least outside of London. So, but if I, I'm in the city, and he's super busy because he's kind of full time with Talksport. So, right. whereas I'm like a hired gun, I'll go in every so often and do some stuff, and then. But he's in there hosting shows kind of pretty much every day. So he's yeah. got quite a full on plate. But I've been trying to get him on this show every so often. And it's just, you know, same with him and Nat, like scheduling wise. 
It's easier to get the American guests for a Thursday evening UK time than it is to get a UK guest because they kind of want to be with their families and stuff like that in the evening, which I just Weird. don't selfish. understand. You know? Selfish. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of a man does that? <laughs> I, I Zoom a well. He had a whole suit on with the jacket and tie and everything. Oh, like, really? Oh. Well, very professional. <laughs> I'm wearing this. Immediately yeah, slide the tequila well, bottle out well, of view. He's probably completely naked. <laughs> well not right now it was earlier oh there you go <laughs> um the yeah. other the other thing i did I, I would kick myself if i didn't ask you is there anything that changes going into a super bowl week that you see from tom brady i know you've probably been asked this all week by every single person that you've spoken to but is there any change at all in how that guy approaches the week you know it's it's, it's, it's like, I guess it's kind of like a two-part question because like what changes is that, you know, it's the Super Bowl. Like, and I, and I, I, I'm not a fan when people say, yeah, it's just preparing like it's in the other game. Like, no, you're not. Yeah. Because it's not, it's not <laughs> in the other game. It's, it's the fucking Super Bowl. Um, so there's that, but I think, I think what, 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 is really at a premium and I'm not just going to talk maybe just for Tom, mm. but for as a team as a whole is your attention to detail um, has to go up much more. Uh, the interesting thing is like once like there's like preseason, regular season, postseason, right? And I'm a firm believer that each one of those segments in a full football season is played completely different. Preseason is preseason. Regular season you're you're battling with injuries you're battling with who we're playing each week but still having your your eyes on the few, on the weeks to come um said maybe not calling us a, a couple of plays week one because you want to save those for week five right but once you get to postseason every all that's out the window the game's faster um guys are guys are more guys are more locked in uh your opponents are more locked in um, it's, it's different. It's just a more intense environment. Um, and I think that that brings the best out of, out of everybody on the field, both, both sides. I mean, you can't, whether we played you in the beginning of the season or not, when we play you in the playoffs, it's going to be completely different. Um, just the way that, just the way you play. Um, because it's winter go home. And so with the Super Bowl being like the end of all, the end of the season and the biggest game of the year, it should feel different and you should study more and you should be more prepared for this game than you ever have been prepared for a game in your entire life. Um, and I, I enjoy that. I think that I think that's that's what made it cool and special for me is is the amount like not really putting too much of a physical toll on my body in practice. It's not like we're practicing harder or anything like that. Um, but by this point of the season, you know how to practice, you know what you need to do, what, you know what you need to get out of yourself on a daily basis to prepare yourself for, for the game. Um, but what takes, but what gets up isn't really the on the field stuff as much as the classroom, the studying, the game plans um, that takes a premium uh, towards the end of the season. Is that why the experience, just finally, before we get on to the, the fun bets and stuff, is that why when people talk about experience of playoff football and Super Bowl football, that is a difference maker? Because there will be a naivety of people that don't have their experience of, 
oh, it's just another game. Everybody says it's just another game. Yeah, exactly. And because I think I think people say like it's just another game to kind of control their anxiety and control yeah. like like all the other distractions that come along with being in the divisional, the championship round, and then the Super Bowl. But I think you feed off, I, I feed off of that, like being nervous all week, being anxious all week. That forced me to work, to pay attention more, to make sure that I know what I'm doing, to make sure that I, I'm reading the defenses, studying more film, um, because I don't want to mess this game up, yeah. you know, and, and more than anything, a lot of times when you get anxious and nervous, you, 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 you play like a half a step slower and that's going to kill you because you're thinking too much. Um, what this game is going to be all about is, is the coach is telling their players, you guys have done the work. You've put the work in all year. Just go let loose. Just go, just go play, go, let it go, go fly, let it fly. Um, and that's, and that, that's, that's, that's the beauty of it. You know, there's no games after this win or lose um so you got none you got nothing else to hold that back for put it all out there you got three months to recover until you know until the next season starts do you think there's also more pressure because that's the one game of the year that's the most watched throughout the whole world so you go through your primetime games i'm not sure what the average viewership is for primetime games but you go to the super bowl it's kind of a next level so some people may never have seen you play ever right i remember you muffing the punt on the first play. Yeah. Yeah. And exactly. that might all you remembered for the rest of your career. That's just that kind of an extra lot of pressure on top of your shoulders. Absolutely. Absolutely. But I loved it. Yeah. Like, yeah. I loved that we were playing a game in Phoenix, Arizona that was being watched around the world. Um, I like it just like it just meant like every snap like is being watched. Every snap counts. Like I have like kids that used to make fun of me back in grade school or like watching me now you know what i mean yeah like, yeah. like it's kind of it's kind of it, it was cool um it does I, I can that's probably part of the reason why you know coaches try to keep a lot of that stuff quiet just they don't want guys to get too out of their head about certain things like that um but for me personally i, I mean i didn't really pay too much attention to it like it wasn't like something i thought about every day but when i thought about it i was like oh this is gonna be sweet yeah yeah nice yeah yeah it's gonna be really cool which it was thank god yeah absolutely <laughs> i was gonna say <laughs> thank god we won <laughs> turned out all right for you i think you were fairly involved in it and you know came out on the winning yeah. end so it was all right <laughs> a little bit a little bit not bad <laughs> Right, let's talk about uh, some some bets for the big game because I know Dave's got a few. I've got a couple that I wouldn't mind proposing to the group. Jazz, have you got? A I've couple? got just I've got a couple of boring ones. If Dave says he's gone crazy, I've got got a couple these, of boring ones. Are these uh, gentlemen's bets or are these like money bets? No, I'm, I'm money oh, no, real money bets, but we're not going to put like lots of money on it for those two boys. They might put a pound on them. I've already got a, a ten pound, no, a twenty pound win for the bucks and the over points because I think that's going to happen. Win for the Bucks and over on the points. I think it's over fifty-six points. I think they're safe. The thing yeah. is, that if yeah. the Bucks are going to win, the last teams to beat the the Chiefs have had to score over thirty-five points. Yeah. So the, oh, the, the Chiefs aren't oh. going to score just 12, 12 or fifteen. They're going to score twenty-five, thirty. So if yeah, that's happen. It kind of has to fit together. What odds did you get on that, Jazz? Uh, I think it was three point seven to one. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah, got you. I've yeah. got one here. 
read some out. I got Mike Evans, first Bucks touchdown scorer, and Tyreek Hill, first Chiefs touchdown scorer, 25 to 1. That's pretty good. So that'd be fun. But, you know. But you need both? The odds, you yeah, need you both. Get both. <laughs> They've got to be the first. It's not any time. So uh, I, yeah. I don't see that happening for Tyreek Hill. Well, it's a trouble. You know. I can we'll see. see Mike Evans, but I'm not sure Tyreek Hill will be the first to score. I can see it being CEH or Kelsey. Yeah, because don't you lock up Tyreek Hill as early as possible and that allows yeah. people like CH and Kelsey early on to make the short grabs well, that get them down Robinson, the field. And... Yeah. See, because if, like, if Tyreek Hill, in my opinion, if Tyreek Hill was to score the first touchdown of the game for uh, the Chiefs, it would be like a big play. Yeah. If, if it's a drive and they're moving the ball down the field and then they're in the red zone, once they get in the red zone, typically Tyreek Hill isn't the um, no. It's Kelsey or CH or yeah, Mahomes or running run himself. Yeah, or they'll do that little like spin move thing that they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then they hand it do off. that again. <laughs> and I do like the underhand pitch thing with all of everybody going this way. You know, I love that shit. That's oh, so I know, it's so much fun. <laughs> yeah, That's what, fun what have you got, Ali? Uh, okay, so I've got the opening kickoff to be a touchback and i'm saying it won't be <laughs> it won't be yeah what <laughs> yeah <laughs> what's wrong with you because i can't believe that's a bet i i heard some stuff about I this that's right a bet, but you just take the yes what were the odds it's heavily stacked in favor of the uh of the yes obviously but it's oh shocking because oh, probably <laughs> almost definitely gonna happen it's 21 it's 21 to 10 for a no but the reason why i'm saying is because so apparently the nfl for the opening kickoff they use a ball that hasn't really been tampered with at all so it's a rock solid ball because they want the most perfect ball in the perfect condition. Because apparently that opening kickoff ball goes straight to the Hall of Fame. As soon as it's been used, it doesn't get used again for the whole of the game. So it's not one that's been like squidged down and made a little softer by either of the kickers. It's not used in any of the practice or anything like that. Or, it's or pretty much a brand or, yeah. new, fresh ball. Yeah, no air's been taken out of it or anything I mean, like in, that. in the words of Reese Iffins from uh, The Replacements, you put the ball down, it will kick the piss out of it. That's all he's going to do. Also, do <laughs> you... going for a touchback. Do you not think that one of the returners is going to want to do the it's the Super Bowl. I'm going to take it out. So yeah. just lose their head and go yeah. for it. So I do think that's the thing, but not for not for Kansas City. I can see Tampa returning it because Scotty Miller's their returner, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see I can see him bringing it out. Okay. How it's much did you bet, How much did you put on that, out. Ollie? A grand? You put two grand on that? <laughs> I, put, I put a tenner on that. Ten grand. Oh no! Wow. And, what, and what were the odds on it? What was uh, odds on no? Twenty-one to ten. Okay, oh, that's not bad actually. All right. uh, okay, all right. It's a lot better it than a fifty-fifty. That's bad. Yeah. That's yeah. That's yeah. See, yeah. I told you. Yeah, okay. I will convince you. Join me. Join me in the no touchback, <laughs> and it puts a bit of excitement straight away into the game. I mean, I'm going to be buzzing that's for kids. The coin the toss. You, you bet on the coin toss when you bet on. Apparently, yeah. this is another one I've heard. Apparently, the coin they're using is slightly heavier weighted to the head side. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> is that your uh, your inside scoop? That's the cleaners, Janet, uh, the cleaners 
husbands, brothers, there are, there are people that are legit doing research on all of this <laughs> tiny minutiae in betting at the moment for the prop. I'm bets. concerned like, about you, Ollie. I there think are you're people... going to go down a rabbit hole of betting here and lose everything. Because there's two people the singing me, the national it? anthem. Yeah. There's two people singing the national anthem, which is making it more difficult to work out how long the anthem's going to be for that prop bet. And there are people going back and studying tape of when the two singers have sung the national anthem <laughs> to work out an average of how long it roughly takes them to work oh, out what they should do for the bet. Where do you find these bets at? Because I want to bet on the uh, the color of the Gatorade. That That's like on William Hill. That's on orange is evens at the moment and everything else is oh, better than that. And I think red is a good brilliant. bet on uh, William Hill. I think that. blue is the way forward, right? Yeah, I want blue. No, the, red, the because they're one? both Kansas and Tampa, both playing red. So surely they'd want a red oh, Gatorade yes. splash. Yeah, do they think about it that much? Don't, I'm not sure they color color coordinate the Gatorade to the jerseys. Did any was anybody paying attention to the color of the Gatorade um, in any of the playoff games? No, no, I didn't. No, typically you keep it. You don't want to jinx anything, so you keep it the same. Ah, insider okay. info. There yeah, you go. Good. Love it, Shane. Uh, Guys are really weird about that. So I go, go study I, the I, film of the the championship game and the divisional round, and we'll find our answer. So you're so yeah. you're judging us gamblers for overanalyzing stuff, yet you as players won't change your Gatorade color out of fear of jinxing it. Come on, where's think, the? What about yellow? Just or is that whatever the normal the original color is? Orange is yeah. the original, I think. Yeah, yeah. yellow might be yeah. weird. <laughs> Some people call it yellow, some people call it green. It's the lemon lime one. Oh, okay. Maybe that one. Unfortunately, we don't really get Gatorade in this country, so all we see is Wait, on what? the States. Yeah, we don't really get Gatorade here. we got Lincazade. Powerade, but not, not Gatorade. Yeah. I'm not a big Gatorade fan. So the, the colour of the Gatorade, we've got evens for orange. Five to two for pink stroke red. I mean, we're already getting contentious if there is a difference between <laughs> pink and red and all that stuff. Uh, yellow yeah. stroke green stroke lime. Again, very, no, is four to one. Clear waters, five to one. Blue is eight to one. Ooh. So oh, blue would be, be a, a fun I'd be taking pun. the blue. And, yeah. and, and then, this, is, this, is, this is when they dump the Gatorade on the winning coach. Yeah, yeah. the first, the f- color of the very first Gatorade poured on the winning coach. I like Which, that eight but to would one, that uh, mean out of the tub? But what if somebody's just got a cup of Gatorade and that hits first and it's a different color? I mean, there's so many little <laughs> different like. <laughs> what drop yeah. hits first? Yeah. Oh, no. But anyway, right, why, don't they have, why don't they have clear water in there either? It's not Bobby Boucher on the sidelines. H two O. Right, I've got uh, I've got Gatorade. One right, will Jason Pierre Paul record the sack? I went yes. with yes. Yeah. Because yeah. yes. uh, I don't even know if... Because um, Eric Fisher's out. Eric Fisher's out. Uh, Mitchell Schwartz well, might be out. And yeah, Kelechi Assembly's yeah, definitely out. So if they have those three down, they're missing three of the starting offensive linemen. Yeah. yeah. And he looks quality in the championship. He really put it on Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. So oh, I've got awesome. that one. So we all agree on that one. That's a good one. Yep. What else you got, Ollie? Uh, okay. Wait, what are the odds on that one? Yeah, what's oh, the odds? there's only evens, so I put a fiver on, so I'll get ten pounds. Gotcha. Okay, so I've got the longest penalty in the game. Uh, overall under nineteen point five <laughs> yards. 
over under 19 yards. And I'm 19 and a half. You could see a PI, couldn't you? You could see a real big PI. You could get a big PI downfield. There will be a big PI with those two teams. Yeah. Well, there wasn't in the NFC Championship game. They didn't have any penalties at all, did they? That was wild, yeah. That was very yeah, but if you're if apart you're... from the the pi at the end on the the, the, right. the what's his name Desmond King on uh it was yeah. Johnson wasn't it yeah, yeah. and if you're Which... Anton Winfield Jr. trying to cover Tyreek Hill in a foot race you're going to end up pulling him at some point and yeah. you're gonna just tackle him <laughs> <It's better than laughs> just take his knees out save your job <laughs> did you go over on that Ollie yeah I went over on that I mean the nice. odds for both of them are ten to eleven so it's about putting a high amount of money on it to get your stake back and then a bit more cash so i've put 15 quid That's on that boy yeah yeah what, what, what was your guys's take on the lack of uh flags in the nfc championship game? amazing i quite liked it yeah let them i like when you just let the players play because it means that if you're yeah, both holding we'll have really us better at doing it we'll get there first so the better player will always out muscle the other guy for so to speak um when it was really clear and obvious like that big jersey pool it's you can't really argue against that, but at the same time, if they hadn't been thrown at the rest of the game, don't throw it then. Right, I see what you're saying. No, but that, just have more consistency. With that it. one, that yeah. one for me is right down when they showed it from behind. The back judge is seeing oh, it's clear the biggest jersey yeah. pull of the game. It's not like a corner yeah. and a receiver doing kind of hands a bit downfield or anything. That was yeah. a full pulling back on yeah. the jersey and slowing him down. Yeah, so, and it was like a white shirt that yeah she's like they're gonna see that yeah, yeah. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. they would yeah. get more they get slammed more if they didn't call that one to be honest oh even totally. though they let absolutely stuff go. but it's just it's one of those ones where they had let lots of things like that go i can see where they called it and there was obviously the right call just that it was quite nice just let the players just play rather than having any sort of kind of ticky tacky kind of penalties here and there which just ruined the flow of the game although completely. having said that jazz which game was it in this in the playoffs this year where a team got four penalties in a row, all for offside, I think, and then went from like the 20 all the way down to their like own two. Is that the bit? Oh, no, that was, uh, that? wasn't it? A false start, wasn't it? Yeah. Was it? Oh, was it good? But they just, they had like three in a row and was that was kind Jared of fun. Goff? It might have been the Rams. It might have been Jared. It's yeah, like they're... a Rams thing to do. And that's why you get rid of Jared Goff because he's an idiot. It was pretty funny though. So yeah, sometimes totally. penalties can be uh amusing to me i think it was <laughs> yeah. the rams but overall yeah, yeah it's not not very fun okay so other ones i haven't put money on yet but i'm going to are mike evans to have a reception over 24 and a half yards what's the odds on that against five to six for under or over okay it's not very much and then okay. i also had leonard fournette to have i think it was over 48 and a half rushing yards Oh, okay. so I can see him having a decently big game. See, you I don't think so, Shane. I think I'd like Ronald Jones to get the ball more, but I don't know. He I didn't get the ball in the in the conference game, so my, my whole thing is I think they're going to feature. Well, Leonard Fournette's been running the ball well, though. How he was good. How many yards did he have against in the NFC? Do we know? Mm. Can't remember off the top of my head. It wasn't. It wasn't eighty, actually, maybe. He had like but yeah, he had like fifteen carries. Game. It was quite a lot. Yeah. I'll find out. Yeah, I like I like Ronald Jones a lot more though, but I'm not I'm not high on. We've already we've talked about it quite a lot. I'm not Dave like, is not a Leonard Fournette fan at all. I'm not a Leonard Fournette he only, fan. He only had 55 yards really... in the NFC Championship game. Okay, that's fine. It's over the 48.5. But he had 19 yeah. out of the backfield as well receiving, which he's done okay with. He had a couple of glaring drops early on in that game. 
He did, but yeah. generally out of the backfield, he's been okay at receiving in the playoffs this year, and he's just looked a much better player in the last two weeks of the season. It's the like they've saved him for the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. I think I don't know. I just think I think Ronald Jones might go crazy. He's got the uh, he's got the pace for it. He got yeah. that like ninety-five yard touchdown, yeah. didn't he? Was that in the wild card? It was like ninety-eight. Uh, that That's was huge. Game. It was in the wild card game, I think. Yeah, against Washington. He had one against the. He had. A, I thought he had one against the Panthers. That was in, earlier in the That's regular season. It was against the Panthers. Yeah. That's who I'm thinking. Yeah. I, th- I thought there was one in the divisional round as well. But yeah, he's. Uh, so, I like him. I, so I think speak- he's. I think he's underrated. So speaking of Leonard Fournette, then would you take a Buccaneers win with Leonard Fournette getting over 50 rushing yards and Tyreek Hill getting over 85 receiving yards for the Chiefs at 13 to two? Not a 13 to two. I like a, a lot, bit higher. A lot of that. stuff needs to happen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. A lot I of like, stuff. I like Leonard Fournette over 50 and a Bucks win. That but makes it, sense. Yeah. But then surely okay. you'd take, you'd tack Tyreek Hill to have 85 plus anyway, right? I don't know. I, I honestly think given how much they gave up to him in the first game, they're going to have a solution and they're going to try and roll it out. Okay. Well, they're going to, they're going <laughs> to, they're going to have a plan. I don't know. Gonna <laughs> well, it's going to work. Everyone's <laughs> got a plan question. until you get punched <laughs> yeah. in the mouth, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, I've got um, I've got another one here. Miko Hardman to score a touchdown and yes. the Chiefs to win, yes. and I like that one. Yes. I like Hardman to to score. That's nine to two. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a good one. I like that one. That's, that's worth better a five than the one Ollie just said. Yeah. What about MVP candidates? I'm sure I saw that Evans or Godwin were both forty to one to be the MVP Dude, of the game. It'll be Brady or Mahomes. Because uh, it'll well, be if, Brady. The thing is, if say for example Evans catches three touchdowns and has yeah, then Brady will have thrown yards. three touchdowns. But if he's got that many and say he he takes one and breaks on a slant or whatever, you can't really argue with that. Is the thing? It's not gonna happen. Yeah, you can. <laughs> I'm sure they will. But <laughs> I I could see it happening. I'm not gonna put money on it. I I could see that being yeah. something that could happen. Um. Yeah, I just I both of these quarterbacks. I think the league wants these quarterbacks to be the MVPs. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. Tom's already won a few, so he's going to be rolled out every Super Bowl for the next half many years anyway. Yeah, yeah. And Mahomes I mean, stole it last year off Damian Williams. I mean, yeah. Oh no, Williams was crazy. That yeah, was criminal giving Mahomes that off one play. Like, pretty bang average night up until the fourth quarter. They really had him bottled up. And we were, I remember we were talking about that. Yeah. Game. yeah. He looked human. Yeah. yeah. I had uh, I had Damian Williams' first touchdown score as well. And there was the play, of course, of Mahomes runs it in where he sh- if he just pitched it out, I wouldn't have think it was 45 pounds by that. The option he never gave, yeah. Yeah, I was livid. <laughs> He knew that. He did. He found me and he screwed me over. <laughs> Hate to see it. So the yeah. the last one I've put uh money on, I put twenty quid on this. I put a Chiefs win, but both Brady and Mahomes to throw over two hundred and ninety nine yards. What are the odds on that? That's three to one. So it's not amazing. Oh, okay. no, that's not great either. But, uh, but I think both of them go over three hundred. You think it's going to be like an Eagles-Patriots Super Bowl? They both throw like 500. I hope we do. Often often when we think that games are going to score really big, they don't. They don't. Or there's lots of rushing yards as well. Yeah. 300 yards each. 
See, because I could see it if the Chiefs win. Mm. Because in that, because I feel like Brady will throw for over three because at the end of the game, he'll have to. He'll be trying to get back. Yeah, yeah. If if the Bucks win, I can't. I I don't think Patrick Mahomes will have over three hundred. Interesting. Because in my opinion, the Bucks win this game by keeping the ball, controlling the clock, and not giving Patrick Mahomes more time. Two, two, two and a half possessions a quarter. Um, and if that's the case, then I can see Mahomes not throwing for over for 300 yards. So, but do you if think the Chiefs win? If the Chiefs win, I think both quarterbacks have a good opportunity to go over 300. Do you think BA is coming out then to slow the game down from the get go and try and run the ball and control the clock rather than thinking I've got all these studly receivers and a Tom Brady that's been looking red hot that's not bruce Arringer's way yeah he's gonna throw it deep come on this they're, is they're, 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 they're gonna throw the ball but they're gonna i think i think they get they have they have to pick and choose the moments because the worst thing you could do is give patrick mahomes the ball multiple times over and over and over and over again like, yeah even if you're playing even if the defense is playing well for the first half first three quarters of the game if Patrick Mahomes is coming onto the field for like his 60 or 60 to 70 play in the fourth quarter, like it's over or he's, he's too good. And now the defense is tired at that point. I think the, I think the only way really you, you beat the chiefs is to run the football yeah, and run it and run it and, and keep them off the field. You're right. Yeah. And if you're going to, if you're going to, if you want to throw it head pass heavy, go ahead, but it does like just, Throw things that are easy completions. You know, just move the just move the chains, move the sticks. Then you take your shots. You take your shots. Oh, sorry. Did you hear that? <laughs> yeah, what was that? Yeah, it's so was that a printer or something? No, I'm ha- we're having some Fax issues machine. With, with one of my speakers. And so the audio guys are here trying to fix it. Um, <laughs> but um you don't uh yeah, you got to pick and you got to pick and choose when to when to take your shots downfield. From I think once you get uh, there's like the we call it the, the fringe area. Are you guys familiar with that? The fringe, it's like ten yards before. Uh, so it's like between like the twenty yard line and like the thirty five yard line. Let's call it. Yeah, that's the fringe. That's a bit. That's like a high area to take shots because um, it's a shot is a touchdown pretty much like it, like that, that yardage, it's a, it's a high percentage of completion and you can get the ball into the end zone and adversely defensively. If you're in that area, you're going to bring more pressure to kick, to knock them out of field goal range. Yeah, so there's yeah. less coverage. Mm-hmm. So um, I definitely see a lot of shots being taken when, the, when Tampa's in the fringe, um, but they're definitely going to try it. I mean, Mike Evans is too good not to not to like throw at least three down the field to him. Yeah, you know, many would say he's probably a top five receiver in the league. Mike Evans, wouldn't you agree, Shay? Yeah, <laughs> he had a, he had a career year this year. They say so. I mean, he is really good. He is. I don't know. Yeah, he's good. I mean, the other thing as well, if you look at that, the the Bills game, they kept saying just take what they're giving you because the linebackers of the Chiefs aren't that not that they're not very good. They're not as good as the other parts of the defense. So you can easily find those 
10 yard gains or the eight yard gains underneath, which if you have Gronk running them or Cameron Brait running them or Godwin underneath that you just take those bits and pieces as you can. And then you can set up your shots from there. But if you the best quarterback to do that, in my opinion, would be Tom Brady. Cause that's what he's done all his career in new England. Was find those little think, pockets of places. Yeah. And that's why I think Ronald Jones has the opportunity to have a huge game. Yeah. Is because if they I wonder what they, his odds are for MVP. Yeah. I'm going to look that up right now. If they if they run the ball like they're going to have to in order to win the game, it's going to open up so much for that offense. It's going to be insane. All I'm saying is I know a running back that led the game in catches and didn't get the MVP for some God-known reason in a Super Bowl. and You know, it just doesn't happen for running backs to make catches out of the backfield and kind of control the game for their team. <laughs> Yeah, that's all right. As long as we get the dub, that's all good. Criminal, man. Criminal still. No justice for these running backs in Super Bowl. Damian Williams, Shane Vereen. Yeah, forget Malcolm Butler's pick. Forget that. <laughs> You're right. It's, all, it's so funny because every year, around this time of year, you, you see, like, uh, people on Instagram, like, repost, like, the interception or, like, uh, whatever may be from that game. And it just... And it just the comments are just it just explode as if like it just happened last year. <laughs> I'm like six years ago. Run the ball, know? guys! Run the ball! Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> they won Super Bowl Fifty with a strong defense and an offense that just didn't really turn the ball over, right? Yeah. That's the formula for success. That's how Joe Flacco got to the Super Bowl. That's how, the obviously, the Broncos. But teams have won Super Bowls without great quarterbacks. Um, but they Giants had, teams? Giants teams. But they've had great uh, – were you trying to – that little <laughs> – Oh, no, Shane. That wasn't a little dig at Eli at all. <laughs> A big thanks to Shane Vereen for joining us on the podcast this week. Uh, big thanks for him all throughout the season and all of our guests that have joined us throughout the season as well. You can find Shane, of course, on Twitter and Instagram. On Instagram, he's Shaner34. That's S H A N E R. 34 and on twitter at shane vereen 34 that's at shane vereen 34 you can find jazz and dave on twitter as well at david bluck one on twitter that's at david bluck one and at jazz gillam that's at jazz gillam for jazz and myself o underscore j underscore wilson on twitter and you can follow the podcast as well at return the picks that's at return the picks all one word get on to anchor.fm our host and onto spotify and all other good podcasting outlets as well to like subscribe follow rate and review the podcast we always appreciate any ratings and reviews that anybody can give us so if you can do it once twice three times it really helps us out and uh we'll be back after the big game on sunday i suppose there's nothing else but to look forward to what should be a great showdown in tampa bay between the bucks and the chiefs it's the goat against the new goat the kid goat i don't know what we're calling it but it should be a stormer Super Bowl 55. We'll be back on Monday reviewing the big game. Until then, take care.